Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook. This is Rebecca Turner and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. We hope you know you can always find us, too, on that local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And if you do, you'll see a beautiful photo of five cute little kids. And they are getting ready to turn one. This time last year, we were we're talking to their mom, Haley Ladner, who's joining us again today, preparing for the birth of the quintuplets, the story of the quintuplets that took over the nation. So welcome back, Haley. Hey, how are you? You survived or almost survived a year. It will be Friday will be their first birthday, but you survived. Yes, I did. I survived, but it's been a great year with my baby. Absolutely, it has. Okay, let's go back in time, Haley, because this time last year, we were gearing up for the birth of these beautiful uh, miracles uh, there at UMC. And what kind of set the stage for us then, and then fast forward to us now? So this time last year, um, it would actually be tomorrow, I got the news that I would actually be having the babies on the 16th, which was the following day at 9 in the morning, which at the time was really scary for me because in my mind, and I think every mother goes through this when you're about to have a baby, you feel this sense of, but I can protect them if they're still with me. So there was like this fear, especially since they did come early at 28 weeks, um, of them coming at that point um, because I I wanted to protect them still. Um, So... The following day on the 16th at uh, around 9 in the morning, we went in for a C-section, and all of my babies were born within a minute of each other. Um, I didn't get to see them that day. I had to wait until the following day to see them just to give me some recovery time from um, the procedure. But it was very surreal. Honestly, I don't remember much from the day of delivery. It was just a lot that happened so fast, but I do remember um, the next day after I had them getting to see them for the first time. And that was just a magical moment for me. And these babies truly are miracles. Your husband and yourself had been, you know, hoping to expand your family and it took a, a little while to do that. So when you finally got the news that you were pregnant, Haley, y'all were ecstatic, but then you learn, you know, you're pregnant with five of them little heartbeats. And so that's where your journey sort of began. But as a mom of two, Haley, everybody tells me, yes, the journey begins at conception, but it really doesn't begin until you take them home. So <laughs> I know that uh, your littles had to stay a little while longer just due to um, some precautions and growth things. When you finally got to take them home, Haley, what was life like as a family of seven? 
It was amazing. It was definitely a shock. So I didn't bring them all home at the same time. I actually brought my son Jake home first. He came home, and I had him for about five days before I brought any of my girls home. But as soon as my girls started coming home, they came home within a day of each other. So I didn't have that much time to adjust to having one to five children. Um, but it was definitely a shock. I think, though, it was it was great because I didn't. I realized I could hold my babies whenever I wanted to. I didn't have to ask anyone to get them for me or if it was okay for me to hold them. Um, like when I brought Jake home, I don't think I put him down that whole first day that I brought him home. Um, and we didn't. Obviously, we didn't get a lot of sleep with all five being there, but we had lots of help, and we just. We just went with it. We found a routine that worked best for us, and we were just happy that, you know, our home had finally become what people say would be a home. It went from being a house to a home with our family finally being with us, all united. And you don't know any different um, in, you know, fairness. For you guys, uh, you and your husband, you don't know what life is like without five babies running around, right? So it's kind of uh, gotten to be normal for you guys. Are they running around? Are we up crawling into everything? I can't imagine trying to keep uh, ten little hands uh, from getting into uh, all the things. So they're all crawling. My son is actually about to walk. He is Right there at it. If he can just get his balance, he's pulling up on everything. He's going to take off one day. I think he's trying to get away from all of his sisters. (laughs) But um, everyone's crawling. We actually have a huge play yard in our living room. It's like 89 by 89 inches. So that kind of keeps them contained so that they're not into everything and we're not running all over the house uh, like crazy mad people all the time um, trying to chase them. Um, So we do have that for them. That helps a lot with keeping them contained. The beauty of the first year, Haley, which you've been able to witness, is their little personalities really start to come out and shine close to their first birthday. So I know, you know, you hear they're not necessarily twins, but you hear parents who have twins or triplets all the time saying, I can't believe these two or three things came from the same place, but dang, they're so different. So you got five. Do you have five very distinct personalities or have or do some sort of partner up in crime uh, together uh, to give you at least a little bit to the same in one or two so i have five my girls are actually identical they're identical quads so they they look the same they're very similar in that regard but all of my kids are so so different from one another they all have each have different personalities um my son typically he he's like the boss of the situation he's the only boy he and he's more mobile than the girl so he goes around and around and does his own thing my girls they typically tend to flock together they really do they play so well together and they just look at each other and laugh and babble and that's my favorite thing to get to see is just watching them communicate with one another i i wish i knew what they were saying in their little baby language um because they seem so happy when they're around each other um but my girls are still very different from one another um I have, you know, my oldest daughter, Adeline. She's very much the oldest child. She's very independent. Um, my daughter, Mally Kate, is very analytical. She was my tiniest. She's ta- she is very observant. She takes everything in. Um, my daughter, Everly, we call her our little giggle box because she laughs at everything. She thinks everything is hilarious. Um, and then my daughter, Magnolia, we always joke about one day she's going to be a pageant queen because she is just so proper and dainty and she just smiles and lights up a room anytime anyone's around her. She's very social, too. 
We talk about the fact that your quintuplets, Haley, were truly a miracle, not just in the fact for you and your husband um, to finally become parents, but also just in the feat of having carrying to term at least to 28 weeks quintuplets and then the procedure of obviously giving them birth and then, you know, here. So what's the first birthday like? I mean, you guys are celebrating, you know, such joy and, you know, so many good things that had to come together for them to make it here. So what's the theme for the birthday party? So we actually didn't do a theme for them. We we just decided to do kind of like a generic theme just because I do have girls and I have a boy. So it was kind of hard to pick a cohesive theme for that. So we just decided to go with a generic theme. But they're each going to have their own smash cake. We're going to decorate the venue. And we're going to have family and friends around. And it's just going to be a great time. We've already celebrated the occasion by having their um, one-year uh, cat cake smash photos taken by um, the same photographer that took their newborn picture. So that was really fun to get to see them and get to see them try the cake smash for the first time before their party. So I'm excited to see how they'll do with a repeat of that on Friday. So by now they're eating solids uh, at a year. What's what's their favorite food? Are they, are they all picky eaters or they got one dish that mom makes that all five like? Like I can't imagine trying to please five of them at one time Haley. i got two and that that's hard enough they're actually really not picky eaters they really like pretty much everything that we've given them the only thing that i've seen any of them turn down which i've seen all of them turn down is peas they don't like peas but everything else they seem to really like i haven't really seen them spit anything out and just not want anything to do with it they seem to be fairly good eaters all five of them I feel like that movie, Look Who's Talking, comes to mind, and I'm just uh, convinced that they probably are all talking to each other about, like, XA on the peas. Like, let's just all band together, and then she won't make <laughs> and she won't make right. them anymore. If they did want to gang up against you, though, Haley, you, you're not necessarily, well, you are outnumbered, but, you know, I know you and your husband will definitely be able to, to, to handle it. So after all this time, you've got a year with them, and then obviously you had the 28 weeks preparing for them. Is it still just been a blur or whirlwind, or you finally settled in and feel like this is this is life? I definitely feel like it's life. Like, I'm used to waking up to them and having them here and, you know, getting to enjoy life with them. But I think time has just gone by so fast. It is so true what people say about if you blink, your baby is going to just grow up right before your eyes. Like, my babies have, I, I don't even know how they're one yet. Like, I can't even fathom that in my head. Well, they are. On Friday, they'll be one. (laughs) And they're beautiful. And we continue to love your story, Haley, and wish the best for you and your family. And the next time we talk, we'll have to talk before they go to start kindergarten. But your next one up is terrible twos, terrible threes. We'll check back in and see how you you coping then. How about that? That sounds great. (laughs) All righty. I appreciate your time. And you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. But now the day bleeds into nightfall And you're not here to get me through it all I let my gut down and then you pull the rug I was getting cut, it used to be It's so what you love to let my gut down And then you pull the rug I was getting cut, it used to be It's so what you love There's still a making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's good things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. 
It's a little bit funny This feeling inside I'm not one of those who can Easily hide I don't have much money But boy if I did Welcome back to Good Things We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm we're also streaming from that Super Talk Mississippi app. We hope you've taken time to download that. We hope you know you can always find us, too, on that local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We are on Super Talk TV on your computer or your mobile device. Don't forget, too, that Super Talk Mississippi's news team is covering your Mississippi stories. So you want to stay up to date on that. You can sign up for our free weekly newsletter at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. One good headline I saw over there earlier today was that Itawamba Community College in my alma mater, Southern Miss, have partnered together for a construction management program. So if that is an area that you are interested in, maybe learning how to easily get your four-year degree or your bachelor's of science degree in construction management at Southern Miss or through that program, then head on over to supertalk.fm, click the lifestyle button, and boom, it's right there on top. So there you go. If you'd like to see a little fun or have a little fun today over on the Book of Faces, join us on the Good Things Facebook group. Full search bar up there. You just click it, type in Good Things With. Rebecca Turner pops up. And I thought since everyone's talking about Valentine's Day because it's what everybody's talking about, we would have a little fun with it, though, and switch it around because technically Valentine's Day is about love that you already have or a relationship that's already in your life, usually. But if you are celebrating single Independence Day, especially if you're a dude, then this is a good day for you to maybe pick up a girl who's also not so happy about uh, celebrating single Independence Day, and you need a good pickup line to do that. And so there's corny ones all over the place, and they make you laugh. So I have asked you to share your corniest. And when I said your corniest, it's not that you actually use these. So I went back and changed it to just a corny family-friendly, obviously, pickup line. That was, I mean, I put several in there, and I've used most of them. This doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so, okay, so first let's start with the pickup line in general. Rhino, you you are celebrating um, single Independence Day that I know of. For all I know, you could be married with children and just kept it a secret <laughs> all this time, so I would stay off your back about it. Um, do guys still in the dating world still use pickup lines? Uh, rarely. So it's I kind mean, of just a faux pot, like a. I, well, I mean, usually a pickup line. You're, you want to have a good opener, especially dating nowadays, because everything is done with an app or messaging or over text. So you have to be witty or quick, mm-hmm. and having a good opener helps. But on the rare occasions, you do go. To a, a setting where it's singles mingling, you, you are going to have the occasional cheesy pickup line as an icebreaker. The pickup line itself is much less of an opener than mm-hmm. via text. It's just a way to start a conversation, and the conversation usually goes better if it starts with a laugh. Okay. I agree with that. If you can get me laughing and I don't, it's, and it's that fine line. Like, I don't think you're a creep. Like, well, right. I almost think you're a creep if I'm married, but, but it's like, I don't, I don't want it to be creepy where I think I'm going to wind up in your freezer. Cause that's, that will, that will shoot your shot from the beginning. But it's that like, 
you both know this is awkward. I'm just trying to start a conversation. I don't know how else to do it. So let me throw a bone and see if I can't make you laugh and go from there. I'm all for that. And it, it really all boils down to how confident you are, how you present yourself. And it seems silly and very small, very small detail, but... It's something I, I've talked to younger guys about a lot, and it, it seems to be a dying art. Just making eye contact when you're talking to the girl is a big deal. Well, she wants to know that you're actually here and sort of interested. And I would say, too, to the young boy, if she doesn't look back at you, that's probably also a red, yellow, I don't know, with all the, the flags at this point um, either. So that's a, that's a really good kind of barometer of like how's this thing going to go past hello and there's a there's a bit of a gradient there like you the cheesier the pickup line most of the time the more confidence you're going to need because it needs to be delivered in a Mm non-creepy confident way there are some like one i put in the facebook group it's the last one i put on there how much does a polar bear weigh and they just kind of look at you funny enough to break the ice my name is you don't oh, have to be one. real confident for that because it's pretty it's pretty much set up. So if if you're if you're not feeling yourself, if you're not wearing your favorite shirt or whatever, just just lead with something like that. Lead with an easy icebreaker to get the conversation going. So that really is the hardest thing, is sort of getting through the first hello, correct? Oh yeah, because I mean, I'm looking at my other list here. I made a list. I was just typing them out. It's not really in perfect order, but if you go to the top of my list, that's one that you really got to have the right mood, the right setting, the right confidence level, because it's going to come across creepy if you don't knock it out of the park. And that's if I could hold a star for every time you made me smile. I'd have the entire evening sky in the palm of my hand. Have you actually used that one? I did. It wasn't an opening line, but it was in the first hour or so of conversation. It was like a compliment so you've used the polar bear one? Oh yeah multiple I've used times? multiple times i just appreciate that you didn't throw in you look like one no i mean <laughs> i appreciate uh gina's who said excuse me but i think you've got my chair that's a that's a george Strait song right it is. that is a george Strait song and it, the first time you hear those or hear that song it, it may take you a couple times to go oh he just totally picked her you know, picked her up, but that's what George Strait does um, so well. Some of the others are, are you a set of stairs because I'm falling for you? Someone said. <laughs> Again, these are corny, right? They're not anything that, I don't know. If, if you were a vegetable, you'd be a cutecumber. And that one's cute. I hate to see, well, I've heard we've all said that one, but I've watched, uh, I like to watch, watch you walk away. I don't know. That one may not get, it depends on the girl, right? And it depends on what you were trying to sort of, uh, sort of do. I know, like, in terms of dating, I couldn't imagine doing that now. Rhino, you mentioned, like, all the apps. Oh, I've, it's a minefield. I saw this thing, though, about... Completely sp- different than even when I started dating. Speed dating. Would you ever, like, be up for speed dating? I've never done it, but I, I would totally do it. I think they give you, what is it, like, 90? It depends on the situation. you got some where it's 30 seconds, some where it's a minute... Some of them, it's a little bit stretched out to where it's like you got two minutes or five minutes. But, yeah, the whole point is you got a whole bunch of singles and you just musical chairs around the room. I don't – I mean, I would do I – th- I wouldn't do it now. But, I mean, I mean, I'd be up for anything. I think it would be fine because then you can sort of go through. But do you really think you can 
I think you can get a hard on like what you don't want, like in that quickly, very quickly, like oh, yeah. easily. But I think it'd be really hard. I think it'd be more all lukewarms from the rest. And that leads into another pickup line that I didn't put in the Facebook group, but dating is a numbers game. So can I have yours? That's cute. Or someone said, I lost my number. Can I have yours? I thought that one was sort of cute too. But I, um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to let us know what your favorite pickup line is, 601-879-4395. Again, on this day of like, um, forced love, not forced love. I don't think it's, I told you I should, you should have done all music that was like love stinks. <laughs> you make it sound like I have a terrible relationship. No, I just, it's the commercial is like the commercialization of Valentine's Day. And for some of you, if you are celebrating single independence day for the first time, whether it's through, you know, death or divorce or just hadn't made it yet, it's just another thing that can be shoved down your throat that life didn't go the way that the world told you it should go i mean i'm not gonna lie i've had times in my life where i was single on valentine's day and i let it upset me i let it get to me Mm -hmm. but the older i got and the more i focused on what i want out of life the more i look at it as okay it's february 14th it's another day on the calendar it's not that big a deal no, and you came out a lot cheaper than others. I tell you who's broke is us parents who have multiple children in multiple classes with all the school things. When did the day for like spouses become the day for kids to take over your budget? When for, it became commercialized. When it became commercialized. And they are cute, and some of you worked really hard on all of your um, things that you took to the gatherings. And I realized today our youngest just happened to not have a, a formal Valentine's Day party this year. So this is my first year in 11 years that my oldest hadn't had a Valentine's Day party at school. And while I'm sitting here proclaiming I hate the commercialization of it, was going back through my memories on Facebook going, I don't have a Valentine's Day party to go to for my, li- for my littles. And so, you know, there's both sides sort of to, to every story, but whichever. All right, stick with us though. We got more for you coming up next. And stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. You're all smiles and silly conversation. As if this sunny day came just for you. You twist your hair, you smile, and you turn your eyes away. Come on, tell me what's right with you. Now it dawns on me, probably everybody's talking. And there's something here I'm supposed to realize. 
Welcome back to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. If you have downloaded that Supertalk Mississippi app, you can stream us there anytime, anywhere. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And if you didn't know, you can watch us. We are on Supertalk TV on your computer or your mobile device. Joining us to talk a little fun is our former Miss Mississippi, Emmy Perkins. Her and her family are up to some fun with good old with Family Feud. Uh, hey, Emmy. Hey, Rebecca. Good to talk to you again. It's good to have you back. I was trying to think of who the host was, and it completely um, blanked to my mind there. But you and your family Steve had this. Steve Harvey. Yes, yeah, Steve, Steve Harvey. Harvey. I mean, I could see him playing his day, and it's just like it just left. So I was like, anyway, she'll remember. She was there. So how did this happen for you and your family? This is, to me, this is on a bucket list, although I don't think I'll ever do it because my family probably wouldn't. But um, But it sounds like a lot of fun. Well, when you have a family as crazy and rambunctious as mine, then you're guaranteed to make the show, it seems like. But about, I'd say, five years ago, we auditioned in at an open call in Alabama. My mom found an ad online and sold for the opportunity, and so she rounded up our whole family. And we went and tried out, and we got asked to meet with producers after our live round that we did in front of a live audience. And then after that, we got the call that we had made it on Family Feud, and then, of course, covid happened and so filming was paused and then from there a couple of years later they called us again and actually I happened to be Miss Mississippi during the year that they called us and they said would y'all be willing to come on the show it's time and I thought this is incredible timing and we were on the show we filmed back in April in Atlanta Georgia and the rest was history and we have a new episode coming out again tomorrow so I'm excited so how many episodes have you been on you and your family Emmy I've been on two episodes total, so you'll see two air, and you may see more in the future. You never know. So how does that work to get asked back? That's pretty impressive. Like, that means that either y'all were really good at the game or you're really terrible at the game. But either way, you guys were very entertaining for you for them to sort of yes. get you back. So were these two separate occasions, or did you do the two episodes in one one taping or, like, one sort of central taping? Yeah, so we actually spent about a week in Atlanta with the other families filming the series for Family Feed's new season, season 23, I think it is. And we had a blast getting to know everybody and spending the week in the audience and on stage playing the game. So there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes when filming Family Feud. And so it was incredible to get to spend time with Steve Harvey. And I think what a lot of people would be surprised to know is that one 20-minute episode actually takes about two or three hours to film just because you stop and start and Steve does this amazing comedy routine in between every answer and he stopped a lot during our episode to make jokes and poke fun at the things that we said in our answers. Now, you are no stranger to having to prepare for things. Obviously, you prepared for the Miss Mississippi pageant. You prepared for the Miss America pageant and all the things. How did you help your family prepare for Family Feud? Because it is a game show. I mean, there are things to think about or to have, like, on the forefront. Did you guys just go in there and wing it, or did you actually give some effort to to being prepared? So the crazy thing is I had never seen a full episode of Family Feud before I left to go film. And so on the way there... I was able to practice with the Family Feud app and get a little practice in. And so the whole car participated in that. We all rode together, which was a blast. And my mom is honestly the Family Feud expert. So she made sure we were all ready to go and prepared. But what people also don't realize is how much pressure you're under when you're actually up there about to hit the buzzard 
and answer that question. It's it's like everything flies out of your mind, and it's definitely harder than it looks when you're watching from your couch. Oh, yeah, you forget people's names like Steve Harvey when you're live on air and trying to figure out something. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do know. Other people may not. But, no, I, I think you, you add that, you know, that added layer, and that's why you get so many, like, funny reels or funny opportunities that adds to sort of the flavor and the entertainment of the show. You also get to pick Absolutely. five family members, I think it is, to go, um, Emmy. I know you and your mom were two of them. Who are the other three that will show up in this episode coming up tomorrow? Yeah, so it's my mom, Lori Perkins, my dad, David Perkins, my cousin, Austin Perkins, and then my aunt, Heather Brown. So we all are one big happy Lebanese Ram family is what we, our team name is, and we are excited to represent our family name on the big stage. When you have that question, obviously, you know, you get the question and then you buzz and then you play or pass and then, you know, you have to like say your different answers and y'all come together. Who is, who was like the team lead to say, like, we're going with that one. We're not going with that one, you know, to sort of finally say, this is the answer we give as a family. Oh, goodness. It's so fast-paced that I don't even know if there's time to disagree. I think we take every good answer that we can think of and put our brains together when we're able to kind of brainstorm during the episode. And my aunt actually is probably our goofiest player, so she thinks of the -the out-of-the-box answers. And she's actually viral on YouTube now after our first episode's been released. So go check her out. She'll be mad at me for saying that. But she was definitely the team goofball for sure. So what would we Google, Emmy, to get straight to that? Yeah, absolutely. So you would just search Family Feud clips on YouTube, and I can actually forward that over to you after our interview. We'll just put her on blast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord, she's gonna she's gonna be mad. But you can also access the episode and figure out where exactly yours will be streaming by going to familyfeud.com and typing in your area code to see what channel will be streaming tomorrow and what time that channel will be airing the show. And then they'll always too, I guess, have replays. There's a chance that they you guys may be um, one of those that we could catch at a later date, which I think would be a lot of yes. fun. On the ride home, Emmy, do you all like sit there and think like? How dumb was I not to say whatever the top answer was or whatever, like change your answer, whatever it may be? Do y'all go back and like critique yourselves on how you approach the, the questions? Oh, absolutely. But honestly, we're hoping that we get an opportunity to compete again. And on an even bigger stage when it comes to Family Feud, there's a couple of opportunities that may present themselves. So we're going to keep practicing until that possibly happens. And we can't wait to hopefully one day compete again and be even more well-practiced. Do you guys will always be the same party of five, or are there chances that you can change out your family members, which sounds terrible, like change out your family <laughs> But I is it the same five? sacrifice a family member. <laughs> we might stick to the five. You might stick to the five. Okay, well, this is a lot of fun, and I know this was a well-kept secret for you for a really long time, so you're finally getting the opportunity to talk about it and get folks um, to watch um, about it. And so remind us where we do that tomorrow, Emmy. Yeah, so you go to familyfeud.com and type in your zip code, and they'll give you the station that Family Feud will be airing on tomorrow. And then from there, you can go to your TV guide and look for the Ram family on your TV guide for the episodes. And if you want to go back and watch the past episode that we did last Thursday, 
It's season 25, episode 93. Okay, season 25, episode 93. When we get that clip of your aunt, we'll be sure to share that in the Good Things Facebook group. I mean, it's on the Internet, so it's fair game. Tell her it's all my fault. We always love a good laugh, too, which I think is one thing that brings people to Family Feud because you put yourself in... Like in the family's position, we all have an aunt that may say something a little crazy or a mom who may, you know, get something wrong and embarrass you or, you know, whatever it may be when you're thinking about these questions. So we'll see a little of our family in all of it. So tell her not to be, you know, not to be too upset with us. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Rebecca. That's awesome. All right. And it's Steve Harvey who hosts it. I'll never forget that again, Emmy. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be ingrained in your brain. Awesome. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, girl. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. How cool is that? Okay, that is one. I don't know if I would want to go necessarily with my family. They wouldn't, may not be the best to sort of take. I don't know. Um, some of us aren't the best under pressure, but I think it would be a lot of fun to try. We've done a couple of family feud fun things here on Good Things, and it's the, like, having to say what comes straight to your mind when you're asked one of those questions to me that people don't appreciate is how hard. You know, it's the even like doing, um, when you're doing the puzzles, uh, What's the name of that show that comes on in, in the afternoons? And you're screaming at the thing like to um, Will of Fortune and you're screaming at the TV on like what you know. Is it that is. afternoon? Yeah, it's afternoon. Will of Fortune. Don't it come on in the afternoon? That's more of like a dinner time kind of show, isn't it? Four, five. What time are you eating dinner? I haven't seen <laughs> family. I haven't seen Wheel of Fortune live on TV. So in it's not years. like a three o'clock. It's going to be somewhere between the news or right after the news um, sort of time. But it's. It's before prime time. I can yeah. prom- I can promise you that. Um, but you're yelling because you know you know it, but you don't have that element of um, anxiety of like being there with the lights under the pressure. It's your money on the line. Everyone's looking at you. Your brain can definitely go go blank from a time to time. I feel like though you would be really good at Family Feud. I think, and we should have asked her this, but I think the the big issue is just don't overthink it. They're they're asking questions that people didn't overthink they just gave their off the top of the head answer so your best bet is to just go with the first thing you think of fred from kosciuszko will of fortune comes on at 6 30 p.m that is dinner for those of a certain generation absolutely (laughs) ah you did it thank you love stinks not really but stick with us we got more for you up next If you're a contract Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. And I- Nobody likes that song more than Dolly Parton. My darling, you. I guarantee it. There's not a person on this planet who, when they hear that song and Whitney Houston singing it, gets happier, sappier, or more sad <laughs> than Dolly Parton going, Cha-ching. Cha-ching. 
with me. As a songwriter, I bet she was like, this is it. You only need one of those in your lifetime, and you are set. But really, though, nobody could sing it better than Whitney Houston. No. She was absolutely... Many have tried, and all have failed. Which, speaking of, when you if you were going to go on a singing competition, here's some valuable advice from someone who can't sing, but will watch and judge you from the comfort of my home. Do not attempt Winnie Houston on your first round out there. Just don't. I mean, it would be awesome to have one of those singing competition shows discover the next Whitney Houston. But they're not. But the chances of someone <laughs> that actually wants to get up and go do that, actually being the next Whitney Houston is slim to none. Right. And so chances are it's not going to be the best outcome for you. I'm sure there's plenty that have tried it and they still made it on to the next round. But just take it from a professional backseat driver. Don't do it. Pick somebody else that don't have quite the iconic hit in their notes or anything else. You know, maybe try a Taylor Swift song. I don't know. We can all sort of sing along to those. At least that was a nice segue into reminding you that Margarita Resort and Paradise Pier Fun and Park. Margaritaville. Margaritaville Resort and <laughs> Margaritaville Resort and Paradise Pier Fun Park in Biloxi. Along with us here at Super Talk Mississippi, they are presenting you Taylor Swift and a cash gift. And you're going to get a pair of tickets to see Taylor Swift's uh, tour at the Superdome in New Orleans on Saturday, October the 26th. Also putting $1,000 cash in your pocket. If you want to enter, you can easily go to supertalk.fm slash Taylor Swift. You'll find the full list of registration locations. And, yeah, sign up. And then you got to be in it to win it. And we'll let you know who that is late April, early May. So you can you got time, um, got time to get out and do that. If you've been on the Book of Faces, at least on the Good Things Facebook group, you've probably been sharing your corny uh, pickup lines. We appreciate that. But Rhino and I just also shared Emmy Perkins' uh, aunt's clip from Family Feud that has gone viral. So maybe not the most family-friendly 15 seconds, not the most unfamily-friendly thing that you could play in your car. Just know. I mean, she used scientific terminology. She did. She absolutely did. That gives you a hint as to what it's talking about. But got tweens in the car. Who can understand the flow of sentences? You might want to wait. Those under the age of eight or seven, it's going to go right over their head. Ten and above, unless you're ready to have that conversation. Mm, maybe not on Valentine's But you can see why it went viral. You can definitely see why it went viral. You can also see where she turns completely blood red and the other girl, uh, they they picked up on the, the right or another right answer. It, hey, her answer was correct, though. Like it was, it, on was the board. it was on the board. So she she did what she came to do to provide points for her family in the game of Family Feud. But she's also going to never live that down in the world of Family Feud replays, reels and giggles. So if you want a giggle, then head on over there. If you want another video that just warms your heart, too, there's another one on the Good Things Facebook group, and it's out of Tupelo, Tupelo Elementary School. They created, they turned their um, gym into a Mario-themed obstacle course for Heart Month. So hardworking parents and volunteers transformed their gym into a Mario game. How fun 
would that be? It's a lot cooler than the gym transformation I remember from elementary school because it was it was the Olympics. So we're going to do Olympic things, mm-hmm. except it was the Winter Olympics, and we're in Mississippi. So we did <laughs> ice skating, which, if you, whatever you're thinking, you're probably not thinking of what they did to let us ice skate in the gym. Shaving cream? Nope. Uh, shoe boxes. Oh. oh. Put your feet in shoe boxes and slide the shoe boxes across the gym floor, and that's ice skating. It's really good exercise, though. You don't even need the. <laughs> you don't even necessarily need the shoe boxes. You just get those faux paper plates, and then the fun never stops over on the Good Things Facebook group. So go over and uh, join us there, but don't go anywhere because you got more coming up next with the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from three to six. And Rhino and I'll meet you back here tomorrow at two. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. I can see good things for you and I. good things for you and I. good things for you and I. good things for you. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.